This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I always wanted to be a Michael. Do you ever have a name you wanted to be? No. Uh, no. Okay. It's not okay. Jason. Because I always get called Jason. Do you get that, Josh? No. No. I guess I look like a Jason. I tell people I, I we work for. I'm, I'm Josh. Next day, always Jason. <laughs> I, I I get I get Nick all the time. <laughs> I don't know why. And and the first I thing see it. they always call me Nick. And then the first thing they always say when I say my name Neil, they always go Neo like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil. We have a special guest on today's episode. We're also down a regular man on today's episode. With me today, as always, is Josh. What's up, Josh? Uh, Yeah, hi. I'll be Josh. You are Josh. Okay, okay. So the reason Josh is saying that is because while we don't have Adam today, because he's on a trip to Boston or some other lame excuse he made, we do have a guest today who is also Josh. And so we're trying to figure out, are we going to go last names? Are we going to go Josh 1 and Josh 2? However, you guys decide this amongst yourselves since you are the Joshes and not me. The other Josh that we have is Josh Bigby from Fantasy Fusion. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's better than one Josh? Two. <laughs> two, I guess, if you like them. So you have to fill Adam's shoes today, Josh. You think you can handle that? No, probably not. What about the other Josh? <laughs> All oh, right. I'll try. Are we going to go? What do you want to do? Last names? Josh 1 and Josh 2? How do you want to do this? I, I prefer last names to okay. being numbered. You want some respect, right? Something like that. You get what you want. You want to be Josh number two? If you want to be Josh number two and he's Crocker. Are we going to do a scrubs call back here? We're going to call each other number one, number two here? Or what? what's going on? Whatever you guys want. All right. So we'll go. We can go last name for Crocker, which is our original Josh. And then Josh, guess Josh. Do you want to be Josh or do you want to be Bigby? Uh, you can just call me Josh because everyone knows Crocker's Crocker. That's right. Because we all know he's full of Crocs. Yeah, so. it's Josh, Josh Crocker over there. So, all right, cool. So, Crocker is our guy that's always here. And Josh will be we're, – we're just going to confuse the listeners. This is great. The other Josh is our guest Josh. So, let's do this first. I always like to give some background when we have a new guest step into the show, especially since you've never been on the show before. It's kind of been a long time coming. Um, so, for the sake of the listeners, obviously me and jo- me and Crocker know who you are, but for some people listening, they might not. So let's talk about you for a second. 
Um, just really quick, briefly, you have a website and a podcast, as I mentioned earlier, Fantasy Fusion. How would you describe your podcast, Josh? On my podcast, I don't pretend that I don't listen to other fantasy podcasts, basically. Um, so I'm not afraid to share what I've heard other places. and I just try to bring it all into one place. So what I'm doing this season in season is I'm kind of doing a next week tonight thing where I focus on what's coming up the following week. And so, like I said, I'm not afraid to tell people what I heard here, a little bit from there, a little bit from everywhere, but I bring it all together in one place for you. So you can get a head start on streamers, good buy sells, things like that. But yeah, it's Fusion Fantasy Football, FusionFFB.com. That's that's me. So do you, are, you, are you saying that you feel like you bring the news or the or the advice before they happen? Is that what you're saying here? I try. I mean, if you don't, if if you get tired of getting uh, alerts from your major platforms ten minutes before game time about who would be a good play, then uh, maybe you should check me out, and I'll <laughs> gotcha. have told you the same thing the week before. It's a little bit of a shots fired. I respect it. I respect it, Josh. I respect it, man. So, so from an angle of what you feel, the value that your show brings or your site brings, everything brings. Uh, then, then all these other sources that everyone's consuming from like clock dodgers and all the other big platforms like you mentioned you feel it's the just just is, is it just the fact that you, you you feel like you're saying it earlier or you're saying like i listen to all the other podcasts i'm admitting it are you feeling are you saying that just from a research standpoint or do you feel like other podcasts are like acting like they're the only voice is that what you're saying no, I mean, other people are aware of other people, but I actively, um, I'm not afraid of naming names and not in a bad way, but actually recommending. Gotcha. And it's a little bit of both of my own stuff and things I pick up here and there. You know, one podcast will will mention somebody and they're not necessarily thinking about looking forward a week like I am, but they mentioned something that, uh, I mean, a while back it was Dallas Goddard. Someone commented that Goddard was getting a lot of snaps lately. And so I was telling people, hey, maybe you should go get Goddard a week before, you know, he had that touchdown game two weeks ago and then another good week this week. And now you probably can't pick him up. So it's a little bit of both me just bring it. It's more, I would say, condensed because for a lot of these other podcasts, that's not what they're focused on. They're focused on this week. Um, so it's much more up close. I'm focused on the next week, at least what I'm doing in off season. I do all kinds of different things. Right. And, uh, you know dynasty focused but as far as right now in season what i'm doing yeah it's more of a condensed approach that you know that i'm focusing on the next week and i can bring in a lot of different ideas and takes from various places that i picked up and also like i said a lot of my own stuff right yeah i think that's a good way to describe it and yeah it's fun to talk to josh whether you're listening to his podcast whether you're using the site whether you're just in chats with him or on twitter it's fun and what's the twitter so people can find you again Everything's Fusion FFB, Fusion Fantasy Football. So at Fusion FFB on Twitter and FusionFFB.com. Got it. All right, cool. All right, so that's, that gives a quick summary of you, what you're about, and why you're here. So let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about the past week, going into the future week here. Let's talk about everything that we always do in fantasy. The first thing I did want to start with, uh, because I feel like it's significant in some sense, and also I feel like it's about time. And that's uh, Andy Dalton being benched by the Bengals. 
he's following in Mariota's footsteps to the bench. So I, I, either one of you can start first. I guess Crocker, I'll let you start first because you were, uh, I don't want to say it, bothered by Mariota being benched, but you were kind of like, you know, you felt like it was a um, little maybe unjustified. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about Dalton being benched? Do you feel like this one is justified? Do you feel like it's a long time coming or again, are you feeling like, ah, eh, it just feels like they're trying to force this guy out? Well, I, I think that the Bengals are in a different place than the Titans. The Bengals are, you know, obviously not competing this year and they want to find out what they have in Ryan Finley. So from that perspective, I understand what they're doing, but I, no, I'm not, I'm not super excited about it because the Bengals wide receivers have been producing. I mean, it's been a little bit fickle, you know, like it'll be Alex, Eric, Alex, uh, Alex Erickson a week. It'll be Auden Tate. Tyler Boyd will get in there and have a big week. And I, I've, I've used those players. I've liked seeing that happening. And I'm afraid that with Ryan Finley, I, I don't know that we get any continuity at all. So even though Andy Dalton's numbers, you know, on his own have not been have not been fantastic, he's been fine, really. He's been like a bottom end QB one, high end QB two. He he, what he has been doing that is worth more to me is is supporting those wide receivers, and yeah. I'm afraid that with Ryan Finley that goes away. Yeah. So it sounds sort of like how we felt about Mariota, though, in a sense where like he wasn't that bad. But it does feel like when Ryan Tannehill came to the offense, you guys tell me if you, if you feel like I'm wrong here, but it does feel like it's more alive, right? I mean, there definitely is a difference. It definitely feels different. Josh, not Crocker, but Josh, do you, do you think that this is going to play out kind of like the Titans did where you bench the, the longtime starter and the new guy kind of brings a new life to the team? Or do you think that this is going to be a negative effect for the Bengals right now immediately? Well, look, I was a bit of a defender of Mariota, even if I said he wasn't that great. But it seemed like he had some tough breaks for a long time, and I was willing to give him a little bit of a pass here and there. But I, you can't deny that their passing game has certainly come more alive than it was. And so I've got to conclude some of that's on Mariota. So uh, I, I don't think that's what we're going to see in Cincinnati, though, because – like Crawford was saying, like it or not, I, I'm not sure Dalton was really the problem. Now, he's not a transcendent quarterback that's going to lift his team up, but I'm not sure he was holding them back either. I mean, it feels like they're replacing him because they don't have anyone to replace offensive linemen with. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely, you know, We'll see if the timing plays out correctly, but it does lead me into our into our trust issue segment. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about Dalton first, because on our trust issues, I have Ryan Finley, and I think it's it's a obviously it's a big deal, you know, moving forward, because like like you guys are mentioning, we're not really we weren't really concerned about any Dalton per se, but the wide receivers that he was making productive, and so now. You know, obviously, Ryan Finley, whether your your plans are ever to play this guy or you're in a position to have to do that or whatever. But even just his weapons, what 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 you know, I, I can't help but think we're concerned about this. Right. Like A.J. Green's going to come back eventually. He didn't get traded, so he'll be a Bengal. And then that already kind of threw, you know, some issues into the the wide receiver area there where we said some guys were all standing out one week and not the next. But 
I mean, can Finley really do better than Dalton with like you, like you mentioned the bad O line and how things are shaped up? Can we really expect anything better, or can it only get worse, Crocker? Uh, I I mean I don't think anything about Ryan Finley really inspires confidence. I mean he was a fourth round draft pick in in a QB thirsty NFL. If you are picked in the fourth round as a QB nobody thinks that much of you because if there was even a chance you would be Daniel Jones, you know? So that, that to me is is a big, a big problem. And then his stats by themselves are not that great. His college yards per attempt was 38th percentile. You know, his, his QBR was quite a bit better at 73rd percentile, but it's, it's just underwhelming. Yeah, so Josh, you like to look ahead. You mentioned earlier that's kind of the way you approach things with your show and everything. If you have Bengals wide receivers right now, from A.J. Green down to all the players who have gotten hot and then disappear, get hot, disappear, are you selling them all, or are there ones that you're buying? Well, they're on buy this week, right. so we're not just even going to get to see yeah, I'm just saying they're on buy this week, so I'm not even sure. You're not going to be able to see. So I wouldn't be moving. If you can sell and actually get something, then go ahead and do that just because they're on buy. And that's not any points you're getting this week, so you might as well get something. But um, Finley, am I wrong? Did he come in briefly in a game, right, when Dalton was out this season? I, I'm I trying to think- find something about it, and I can't find anything. Anyway, um, he... I don't know. I heard good things about him, decent things about coming in, but like Crocker was saying, I don't see how it'll be much better for the receivers. Uh, Maybe you could say, I don't expect Boyd to lose much because he's still the number one guy. So you would expect an inexperienced quarterback to still feed the number one guy just as much, but you know, quality per attempt may go down. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like you mentioned, he actually hasn't come in at it. I don't think, unless I'm missing something, he may have came in the game and thrown a couple of passes. But I don't it was think briefly. Uh, it wasn't for – it was either just to close out a game or maybe Dalton okay. had to go out for if he got hit in the head or something like that. Yeah. You know, get checked. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Finley does with these guys. And, I mean, I, I have Finley in a dynasty league. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I – I feel like he was worth drafting. Just because, because you have a lot of Derek Carr, so you've oh, got to have backups. Listen, listen right? to this guy. Actually, I'm 8-0 in that league, and I just steamrolled the, our good friend Josh over here last week. So sorry about that, Josh. Okay. Well, I'm not sure it was steamrolled, but yeah. Good <laughs> 50 points is pretty, pretty decent, right? Don't worry. You're not the only one. I've steamrolled everyone this year. 8-0. I'm waiting for someone to stop me. But that's besides the point. Maybe, right. maybe, right. maybe I'll start Finley. Champ, we'll, we'll see how it goes in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe I'll start Finley when he comes back just to kind of give someone a chance. You know? That'd maybe, be nice. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. We'll see. So so overall right now, it feels like just as far as the Bengals go, as far as Finley goes, as far as the wide receivers go, I feel like there's no, no way we can say trust for any of us, right? I mean, for everything we're saying, everything I'm gathering, it sounds like we have trust issues with them, period, going forward. Um I guess the only question I have to either one of you is, do you think any wide receiver will emerge with Ryan Finley as his guy? Or do you think it's going to be like it was with Dalton one week, one guy, one week, the next? 
I, if I was going to make a bet, I would I would probably place a bet on the person who's playing the low A dot role. So 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 far, I think we're looking at Alex Erickson again. <laughs> He's an got an A dot of nine. Tyler Boyd, both of them are playing pretty close to the line of scrimmage. So you know maybe. Maybe he's homes in on on Tyler Boyd, but that that would be my guess. Yeah, and then we got AJ Green when he returns, and of course he would just be the the guy for sure if he if he comes back healthy. Well, and... well that's why I would stick with Boyd because if AJ Green does come back, you kind of get a repeat of of even last season where Boyd was the underneath guy, and AJ was making room for him. So Boyd is is both the incumbent option right now and he can profit from aj green taking attention away got it so we don't trust ryan finley but we do trust boyd do we trust aj green no i don't think you can (laughs) if he's on the field someone's got to defend him so (laughs) i really want them to get traded so did i what are they doing i mean i don't know know. i guess there's a lot more pieces than i than i see when with a trade like that but why would you? Why would you keep him? Not that he doesn't have value, but your team is not in that place. It's funny that I mean we think that, but they may think they are in that place. Who knows? Who knows? Think, speaking of place and where a team is at, did you guys see Le'Veon Bell come out after the trade deadline pass? What he said about the Jets? No. What did he say? He did like a video, and he was like, you know, these things take time. I'm happy I'm a Jet. Like, you guys got to understand, like, you know, this process doesn't just happen overnight. Like, you know, you can't build teams as quick as you think. Like, you find super, you know, a lot of success early. So, like, he seems like he's all in <laughs> on the uh, on the jet, you know, jet uh, emission statement over there. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there that would like to talk about how bad a teammate Le'Veon Bell is because he held out. And that may not be true at all. I don't think that's a fair conclusion for someone to reach. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how the Jets play out. But Le'Veon Bell's a fan, man. He's a fan with what's going on. He said he's happy to be there. Um, speaking of a running back. He's a Patriot fan. He's a Patriot fan? I don't have a problem with what the Jets have been doing. It seems like the only bad move they've made lately is Gase. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's right. They are building something pretty good other than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always hard for, you know, I guess – from a fan perspective, you know, we always want things to happen quicker than they probably should or can, you know. Um, Darnold was, what, the youngest starting quarterback ever? Well, you know, yeah, I think that's right. you're, you're kind of feeling you're, you're kind of filling in for Adam and you can't show Darnold love at all. So you're, <laughs> you're going to dial that back a little bit, man. You're supposed to tell all us right. how he sucks. <laughs> I'll do better. <laughs> all right. Um, the next guy on our list here. Is Darius Geis? He'll be returning. He'll be returning healthy, hopefully, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get hurt again right away. Now, obviously, AP has done pretty well while Geis has been gone, but we know that the Redskins are, you know, weren't trying to push AP earlier in the year. They were forced to when this, when you know, when he got hurt. So, going forward, again, we're we're talking about rest of season going forward. If it's this week or just rest of rest of season. Do you guys trust Darius going forward, or do you not trust him? I, I don't trust him. You know, Adrian Peterson has uh, played a role that for a fantasy asset. He's been very up and down, and that just comes with being 
a a running back on a below average team that also does not do a lot of passing work. And so I'm excited to see if Darius Geis can come in and incorporate that, you know, be the bell cow, be Chris Thompson and be Adrian Peterson. But as excited as I am for Darius Geis, I really thought that it would take Dwayne Haskins hitting for Darius Geis to also hit, you know, because the team could get so much better. And so far, we're not seeing Dwayne Haskins hit. So I, I definitely have trust issues with Darius Geis. As much as I think he's a quality player, I just he's he's going to be a product of the Redskins. Yeah, uh, Big B, do you think – I want Big B. Like I used your last name even though you told me not to. I break rules here, man. Listen, do you think Gaius is going to come in and get all the workload again? Or do you think this time they're going to say, let's split it up evenly. Let's just keep it safe and just split both of these guys and make it hard for us, even harder for us to choose who to use and if we're going to start them, if we're going to play them. Or do you think they're going to you know, go with the youth and, and push it all on them? Man, I I don't know for sure, of course, but I cannot imagine that in the position they are with the injury record this guy has, that they would put it all on him at this point in the season. I mean, why? What would be the point? Um, get what you can out of AP this year. Bring him back in, ease him back in slowly. But the other thing we have to remember here is there's been a coaching change since since ever, all this happened with Geis. And uh, I guess, I mean, this co- new coach, I can't even remember his name, but he has commented that, you know, he wants to run the ball. But I, I don't think that means he's just necessarily going to give it all to Geis. He's a nice upside uh, add for the playoffs if you're a contender. That's what I'm going to, you know, label him as. But I'm not going to I'm not going to put any confidence on him. So if you had $100 right now and you had a bid on him, how much would you put? depend on how running back desperate my team was, but uh, no more than maybe a third. Gotcha. Crocker, same? To start with. Or would you go less because you're afraid of him? You know, at this point in the season, if, if I'm sitting there with a lot of fab left and Darius Geis is there, I think I'm going to make the playoffs. I might I, I might go 50% or more on him because what, what else are you going to spend it on? Right. It's true. Makes sense. Makes sense. So another guy that it sounds like we're all kind of, you know, we're we're tempering our expectations. So if we have to say trust or trust issues, it sounds like we all have trust issues again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the understanding that, you know, it, it, the problem is this is the Redskins. <laughs> That's what I go back to yeah. before he got hurt. And it's where we're at now. It's like the Redskins, man. Like just so hopefully the new coach thing matters. We'll see. But the Redskins. there's a whole list of guys we could go down through who are in good situations if the other guy gets hurt. Yeah. And he, he, for me, he's just on that list. You know, if AP does get hurt, then maybe guys could be a league winner, but there's about four or five other guys I could list that are in the same kind of situation. Gotcha. All right. The last guy on the trust issues list, I had to put him on here, right? So this guy caused quite a fuss on uh, Twitter this past week. That's Miles Sanders. Caused more of a fuss because of uh, um, Matt Kelly and I forget. Oh, I can't believe I don't even know the, twi- the, the guy on Twitter's name. And I started it. What was the guy's name who tweeted? Oh, Angelo. Angelo. Okay. Um, so 
someone was saying that Miles Sanders was a couple years away. Uh, Matt Kelly disagreed, right? And that caused a lot of issues because of how he disagreed, how he went about uh, saying he disagreed. And so it caused a big fuss on on Twitter, which you'd have to go back and read it all to totally understand and uh, enjoy or not enjoy. But um, Miles Sanders, you know, was a hot name this week, and uh, he did well. He did well. He didn't look like he was two years away. So I'm curious what you guys are feeling as far as trusting him. For me, obviously, I feel like um, I feel like you could trust Miles Sanders, but I feel like with, with the understanding that you know, like this may be like an inconsistent ride, you know, right now, um, because you know I'm still a big Jordan Howard fan. I'm never gonna take my foot off that gas pedal. So I feel like you know you never know, but Miles Sanders clearly is gonna get a lot of you know he's gonna get work, and he clearly is a playmaker, um, no matter how he gets the ball, but. Um, some people don't trust him. And I don't know if this game changes that for the people who say he was a couple years away or if they still, you know, stay in that lane. But I'm curious what you two think. Um, Crocker, you can go first and let me know. Do you have trust issues with him or do you trust him? I think Miles Sanders is a, is a good player now. And, and just like looking at any NFL running back and saying, well, you're, you're two years away from being a good running back. That's just saying you're not good. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a, you know, tape grinder, nor am I any kind of a expert on player development or any of these kinds of things. But we know that running backs are almost completely dependent on their circumstances. And it just seems uh, silly to me to say, if this running back develops these skills, then in two years he can be something when we don't have any idea what his situation will be in two years. Like maybe, maybe this is good analysis for like an actual NFL team, but for fantasy football, I, I find it to be useless. Yeah. I I feel like there's also this, this part where like, I mean, for his stats this past week, right. He had three rushes, I believe for 74 yards. Um, and then three catches, yeah, what yards. Miles Sanders has brought just in the in the receiving, you know, get, being targeted downfield and and doing well with those targets is fantastic. Yeah, and, I, and I just, a big part of that too is like if you look at how many yards he's getting per reception or per attempt, like sometimes you get guys who are good, but they're not a grinder, right? Like they're not the guy who has to carry the ball twenty times a game and have this awesome. Uh, you know, grind the team out kind of feel like sometimes guys are just good when they get the ball, uh, you know, 10 times a game or whatever it is from all different angles. And they make one big play here, one big play there, and they don't do it all game long, but they make the big plays. And it's just, they're just playmakers in that sense. And if that is who Miles Sanders is, is that really a problem even? I mean, I don't have an issue with that, right? That's what Philip Lindsay is in a sense. That's what, you know, a lot of guys are. They, They make big plays here or there and can change games in, 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 a, in one play. And then other than that, they may not always, you know, put it together that way. And it's just the way it is. Like, I don't think there's something wrong with that. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't either. I mean, he is a little bit undersized, 211 yeah. pounds, 33rd percentile BMI. So, you know, maybe he's not going to be fantastic between the tackles, but I just, I don't know. I just don't think of players like that in the NFL. It's, this is a Matt Waldman thing, but like when, when players get to the NFL, it, it is not learning how to play your instrument. It is practicing playing the songs. You know, when they are practicing what they do 
I, I wholeheartedly believe that they are just practicing the plays, the playbook, the scheme. I do not think that they are really teaching people how to play position, especially running back. I just don't buy it. Yeah, back to that whole Twitter thread by Angelo. It, it was a whole thread of analysis. But two things about that was, first of all, it was it was analysis. It was like technical scouting, you know, about how he's running and angles and stuff like this. Um, but it was about how he was rushing the ball, running the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. And for the past few weeks, um, if not three, they've been getting him more and more involved in in the passing game as opposed to the rushing game. And and actually, to Angelo's credit, he admitted at the beginning of that that he was more involved and more improved in the receiving game than he had scouted him initially. So the, to me, it's kind of funny that both people could almost take wins on this because they could say, well, yeah, he's not involved in the run game. Meanwhile, Matt Kelly's looking at it and saying, yeah, he had a great game, lots of points, but but from where? It was from the passing game. I'd actually been recommending him as a, a streaming option versus uh, they were playing a lot of defenses that have been bad against receiving backs. So for that very reason, I actually was putting some confidence in him. And, uh, and again, this coming week, um, unfortunately... He had a really good game this week. I was thinking this would be his down week because it was a pretty good matchup. But uh, I, I think he's a decent high upside flex depending on your team, but I'd stream him. Yeah, it sounds like now this one we all trust. So we're all in agreement on this one too. And, you know, maybe maybe you're right, Josh, as far as from a running standpoint, you know, just strictly running the ball. Maybe he has, you know, this room to improve and maybe Angelo's right in that sense. But, you know, again... I have a... I have a problem putting like a time frame on it, like like Crocker was saying. I mean, that is a little weird to say yeah. it's two years out. I mean, it's okay to say these are the issues, but then the it, it was a little weird to put a time frame on yeah, it. I mean, maybe like, maybe it just takes a couple of games and it's gonna snap snap and he's gonna get it. You know, and that's that's a lot of beside it's more NFL than fantasy. Yeah. And so I, I hate to put any kind of time frame on that. He could get it next game, he could get it next season, he could get it never. Um, but what we are seeing in the past game is good, and yeah. it's certainly are willing to use him in it. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely usable now. He's definitely good now. And you know, I don't know if that argument was even a fantasy argument. Like you said, it was probably just a football analysis argument. But yeah, for sure, we all trust him in a fantasy aspect, whether it's a flex or however. We'll see how he develops. But he definitely has the stay in power and enough, you know big playability to to be worthy for sure of being in your lineup so all right we all trust them so that's it for trust issues let's go ahead and move over to rank them we're going to list three players for different reasons and we're going to rank them how we favor them um, from our higher favored to lower favored so the first one we're doing is buy-in on the buy i got three players here who are all on bye week this week i'm curious how you guys would rank them as far as who you would buy um, the most, most likely to buy and then least likely to buy trying to get them obviously while their, you know, owner may need a trade to fill in their spot. Or if you're just trying to get them while they're not playing, whatever the reason is, but these are three guys who are on by, they are Daryl Henderson, Alex Erickson, who we've seen like we talked about a lot the last couple of weeks and a new name to the list and a new name to the podcast. Who we have not spoken about at all. Russell Gage. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and let Josh, our guest guest, start today on this one. 
curious who you're buying more like more likely buying to your least likely to buy i'm gonna stash daryl henderson first just because i mean there's the upside with malcolm brown getting beat up uh, i'm not sure how long he's gonna possibly be out i'm guessing he's back after this buy but either way they they saw some good things out of him so just the upside alone um, who knows when Gurley's knee decides, you know, arthritis decides to flare up as we get later into the season. So upside alone, if I'm a contender, he's who I want. Then I'll go, you know, between Erickson and Gage. Look, we've seen what Erickson is. I- I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't buy into it, especially with this quarterback change. At least Gage has that, you know, that word, upside. So I'll take Gage next and Erickson last. Interesting. Crocker, are you in agreement with this order or are you going to mix it up a little bit? No, I, so I think, I think Darrell Henderson is probably the one that you want to stash the most, but I would also say that, you know, Malcolm Brown, what well, he's not involved in the passing game at all. And, and that's a problem, but he has been a, a good runner between the tackles. So I, you know, he's, he's second in juke rate, forty four point seven percent. I just I don't expect him to to really completely lose that job, and that that limits some of what what Darrell's upside is. I I would still take him first, and then Alex er, Alex Erickson, I would take next. I just I like I like a guy that goes out and and gets double digit targets. You know, and that's that is what he has done. At least, you know, I think it was week seven he did that. Russell Gage, I, I mean, I, I he stepped up to fill the void, but I think that all he will ever be is the the extra targets that Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones cannot absorb. I think that's. I just don't see a lot of promise there. Maybe I'm missing something on Russell Gage. No, I mean I think you're right as far as you know. Obviously, we're seeing him more because of you know Sanu, Sanu. I have to mention you say Darrell, I say Daryl. You're just this is your thing, man. But um, yeah, I mean he could be. I don't know. That offense obviously is not. I mean the team is obviously not that great, and they're throwing like crazy. Matt Schaub went off for crying out loud so i mean this team is gonna throw the ball like crazy it puts value on him just for that alone and then the problem is like you said there's julio jones there's even freeman there's hooper there's all these other guys that are like getting targets so you know how often is this you know is gauge going to be productive you know and be worthy of playing so I, i i'm actually with you on the order you went with crocker I'm curious, Josh. So why are you choosing Gage over Erickson? Well, like always, nothing's in a vacuum, so it's going to depend on your team. Right. I, I certainly hope that for my team, I don't need a guy that I'm happy if he gets 10 points. I'm hoping or more than that. I hope I have other players. If you really do just need a fill-in uh, in from weeks 10 on, then I'm, I'd be fine with taking Erickson. I just worry with him. I mean, you said you want double-digit targets. Well, most of that came in one drive against Jacksonville two weeks ago, and then he was 6-7 to seven last week. So, I mean, yeah, it's consistent points. It's 
it's not much different than what well, you talked about Sanu, kind of what he would give you. So if you just need a fill-in, then I absolutely have no problem with that. And on Henderson, something you said there made me think, um, do we really think the the Rams are doing anything this season now? I mean, this is soon to become a lost season for them, right? Yeah, it's it's not going well. Yeah. So are, are they really going to keep investing in Malcolm Brown? Um, or are they going to maybe turn and see what they have with Henderson? So that, again, is kind of my my thinking. The, the Rams struggling is an interesting thing, too, because it's like, man, they've invested a lot of, you know, draft picks and money, and they got guys to sign. And it's just like, if you feel like it's a lost season, man, I don't know. Like, The, the Rams look a lot like my dynasty team where I bought – I bought Gurley, and uh, I was trying to win now, and and it didn't it didn't go well. Yeah, so I mean, what happens then? Like, if the, if they're not good, or if they're not good enough now, like where do they go from here? Like, what needs to change? You know what I mean? Is it just I don't know? It's a weird thing. That's tough because here in you know not very long they're going to have to pay Jared Goff and that's not going to make anything easier and Ramsey rebuild. and Ramsey maybe they can sign Dalton <laughs> sign Dalton maybe they should <laughs> somebody should have traded for Dalton before this uh, trade deadline passes what I mean I don't, I don't think that this year is Goff's fault Goff, Goff is not um, very good but he was not very good last year when the Rams were fantastic so you know i i can't really put my finger on exactly what it is that has changed but i, I don't think it's goff's fault well here's an off-season trade you can see which is uh nick Foles going to la replacing golf we'll see oh you guys i don't know I don't think no, like, I've, I've never been a huge golf fan, and I thought I was kind of reconsidering that last year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Adam is going to kill you. But I'm not you. sure there's better options around anyway. So Adam's going to kill you when he hears this podcast, man. Loving Darnold, Good. hating on golf. You're just fitting right into me and uh, Crocker's themes over here, man. It's great. Um, all right. The next group that we have here is wide receivers Josh Reynolds, golf's teammate. Uh, Chris Conley, Foles' teammate, <laughs> and Danny Amendola. We're looking at this for, I guess, redraft, obviously, with Amendola on here. Rest of season. Crocker, I'll let you start, man. This is a tough group for me. I, I mean, Josh Reynolds came in, replaced Brandon Cooks, and was targeted eight times, which beats out the usage that Brandon Cooks has been getting this year. So, I with whatever it is that's going on with the Rams, you know, Brandon cooks is not uh, getting a lot of usage, which is very, very disappointing. And part of me just wants to see if Josh Reynolds can do something different. So I, I'm, I'm somewhat excited about Josh Reynolds. Uh, you know, Conley Conley has been seeing usage the last two or three weeks with the Jags. And it's not just because DD was out. So I, I see value there too. I mean, he's, been getting six, seven, eight targets, if I'm not mistaken. And then Danny Amendola, I think, may be the actual beneficiary of, of on Johnson going away with the, you know, the short passing game. So, you know, I think 
most upside is probably probably Josh Reynolds because Chris Conley should have already fired and Danny Amendola, we know what he is. So I, I would go in that order, Reynolds, Conley, Amendola. But I don't know. I'm not I don't feel extremely set in that ranking. Josh? Oh, I wish you were, then it would be more fun when I disagreed. <laughs> um, I'm going to disagree with it also. No, so. Look, this is similar with, the, you know, do you want upside or do you want a solid fill-in? So I'd probably take Amendola first just because I'm more confident for going back to, you know, confidence, trust issues here. I would I would go with Amendola first just because I think he's going to get you more consistent points. Reynolds definitely is, is next. It's between those two. Um, just like because of the upside, like you said, he's he's always done well in the past when he got inserted into that that third wide receiver role in uh, in McVay's offense. So I think it looked like he just kept doing it again this week. Uh, and Chris Conley, I yeah, he's getting those targets now, but he was at the beginning of the season too, and then all of a sudden it disappeared again. So who's to say it's not going to just disappear again? Um, I'd have to check on on how serious D.D. Westbrook's injury was, and um, if he's going to be out more than a week or two, that would possibly sway me. But all right, I respect both your takes. I am going to go Amendola first. I just think he's, you know, like 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 uh, Josh mentioned here. If you're looking just for a consistent guy to put in the lineup that you trust, that you hope isn't going to fail you too much. I feel like he's a safe bet at this point. Matthew Stafford slinging the rock everywhere. They have to throw the ball. Crocker mentioned running backs out, starting running backs out. So I think Amendola is a safe play, you know, from week to week. I'm actually going to go Conley second, though. I'm not buying the Reynolds thing yet. I mean, he's only done one week. He's only played good one week. Conley, if you look back at his stats, these are these are games that he's had. 97 yards, 73 yards. Then, he, then a big lull, 30, 17, 26, 0, probably out that week, but then up to 83 and 103 the, the next two following games. Two touchdowns on the year. He makes big plays, right? So with Minshew, Conley, I'm not mad at it. Like, there, there's something there. There's something there. I don't – I'd have to dig deeper to see why it's happening and disappearing like that. But the Josh Reynolds thing, I mean, I don't have enough consistency – to believe in that. And then there's so many other wide receivers there that are super talented. They're talking about the running backs that are talented golf, you know, struggling, and, you know, just we're not fans of them. I, I yeah, I'm going to put Reynolds last. So I'm, I'm going to go Amendola Conley Reynolds. I, I totally agree that if I had to start one of these guys for the rest of the year, it would be Danny Amendola. You were just picking Reynolds West as Brooklyn. upside went out early in this in this game so this this is essentially a game without Westbrook for Conley yeah but I don't I feel like the usage was already there like in week seven he had eight targets week week eight seven targets I I don't know I mean surely DD being off of the field helps him in some way but I don't think that it was just just totally because of that I'm telling you, when you catch 70-yard touchdowns, your quarterback remembers it, man. So if D.D. leaving is what let Minshew know this guy can go deep and I can trust him, you got you to give it some credit, man. He's had some big weeks. He's had some big weeks. I'm telling you, Minshew is going to trust this guy. 
and he's going to be better than Reynolds. He'll finish the season better than Reynolds. I don't know why you guys trust Reynolds more. One week. I, I know. If you can't have big weeks with Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball, I, I'm sorry. I just can't. Yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty bad. You are, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is no Minshew, my friends. <laughs> don't even know what you're talking about. All right. That's a, that's that was a fun grouping right there. The uh the last grouping that we have here is a bunch of tight ends. We got Johnu Smith from the Titans with his new quarterback, his new fancy quarterback, Darren Fells, who I don't even want to talk about since he tore it up against the Raiders, and Dallas Goddard, the guy everyone feels like they're always talking about is gonna break out. And I know our guy Josh here has some strong feelings on him, but these are the three tight ends we're gonna uh you know rank for the rest of the season. Uh, let's let let's let Josh go first. I know Smith's had a couple big games here, but I, I've got to go with Dallas Goddard and what he's doing right now, consistently outperforming Zach Ertz, and uh, that offense needs uh, needs weapons. Uh, the wide receivers just aren't cutting it, which is why we're seeing even Sanders more involved, and now both tight ends. Well, I say both. Ertz is hardly being used. It's Goddard instead. So I'm going with Goddard as a solid every week play right now um, over these other guys. I'd go with Johnny Smith, I guess, next. He kind of has that upside right now, that connection going lately. So I, I'd, I'd take, I'd get on that ride and, and see where it goes. But it's hard because I love, I love Darren Fells too. Just, I think I joked the other day. He's, he's, uh, he's old Will Disley. How did I say it? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he just. Goes out there, catches touchdowns. You you love that guy in that offense, that high production offense with with Houston. So, I mean, for a few weeks there, I saw their schedule and I was predicting uh, Aikens might do something, but I picked the wrong the wrong Texans so tight end. It's, it's it's Darren Fells. Yeah, I did the same thing. You're not to blame, man. I did the same thing. Crocker, who do you have of these three? I I think I would have to go. Janu first. And I mean, it's just, you know, the last two weeks, Janu has been running 20 routes a game. He's getting a little bit more of a snap share than Goddard is 64% to, to Dallas is 54%. So 10% more. It, even, you know, I, I even knowing like that, that even knowing that Delaney Goddard Walker is doing this. What? Even knowing Delaney Walker is going to come back at some point, you still would choose him rest of the season? Smith? I think Delaney's done. You think so? Okay. Maybe that's wrong, but I think I think Delaney may come back in spirit and like we get to cheer for him and yay. But I think John is the guy. Maybe that's naive. You know, if <laughs> if that's naive, then Dallas Goddard is number one here. But I want I want John New. You want him. I see that, man. You feel strongly they, how, about this. How awesome is this group that the Titans have now? It's Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith. That's fantastic. Like, I, I, th- that's exciting. It's not bad. I want a piece of that. You want a piece of it. I think you maybe want the wrong piece, but that's fair. You want, you want a piece. <laughs> that's fair. They just needed to get Ryan Tannehill out of there, and, and it'll be even better. <laughs> well, who do you want there, Mariota again? Come on, no, it's a, a rookie, rookie quarterback, Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fine. It would be fine with Dalton. They would. They would do fine. 
That is hilarious. Well, I mean, when, yeah. when we're Am ranking, I wrong. Yeah, I mean, go, go. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, it would be very Bengals reminiscent. <laughs> yeah, you know, ranking these guys is interesting because, you know, Johnu obviously we're talking about because Delaney Walker got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, will we talk about Johnu as much right now? Probably not. Um, Goddard, you know, you know, you said Ertz is struggling. Goddard, the thing with Goddard is like he's got three touchdowns on the season already, right? And so that's that's great. But Fells, who we're all putting last, has five. Like, I feel like, why are we ignoring Fells right now? Like, he's got a great quarterback. We know that. He's got five touchdowns on the season already. If I can get touchdowns out of my tight ends, man, like, I'll take that every day of the week. And he's had some good games. He's had two two two-touchdown games. Two. I'm willing to put this guy first. Fuck you both. I will put Fells first, Goddard second, and Smith last, because I don't give a shit about Smith, because... He's got Ryan Taylor as a quarterback, and Walker will be back and be the man again. So you're mad about Johnny Smith because he cost as much as Foster Moreau did on DraftKings and, and put up points. <laughs> I don't care about that. Screw you. <laughs> I'm going, fellas. Tannehill, Tannehill doesn't have a connection with Walker. Doesn't matter. So, it doesn't matter. I mean, even if it comes back, I don't know. Maybe that's what was holding Smith back this whole time. We'll see. I'm staying. You with know Fels. what? Like, I'll, I'll give you credit though. You look at Darren Fells; he's getting more snaps than Janu or Dallas Goddard. He's running more routes than than either one of them. You know, he he's not. He's just not like the guy. Down, he's but, not. He's not. Issue, he, he's yeah. not the guy everyone talks about. Listen, six foot seven, two hundred eighty pounds. He's scoring double touchdown games. He's making plays. He's getting receptions. He's got a killer as a quarterback who is always improvising and throwing to him and throwing it, you know, it's man, come on. I don't know how you guys aren't putting fellas first. Get out of here. If you just need consistent points, you've got a good lineup. I want, I want the guys I know are getting some targets. That's why I went Goddard first. That's fair. Um, but yeah. Hey, if I'm in a situation where I need some, I need somebody to break out, then yeah. Roll the dice. Sometimes. I love this. We all picked someone different for our top guy. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And Josh will be wrong. Finally. Both Joshes. I like that. I like when there's two Joshes. It's easy to just say Josh will be wrong because you're both wrong then. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Let's move over to the not so obvious flex lock of the week, which is like kind of why I feel like Adam canceled on us. I feel like he couldn't de- deal with the pressure anymore of this. And so he had to bail on us this week. Um, talking about who won. No one really won this again this week. Um, we had D.D. Westbrook out here. He got injured, couldn't get anything done for him. Corey Davis with Ryan Tannehill slinging the rock, couldn't really get anything done. And then my tight end, who I was mocked for, Foster Moreau, had more points as all your guys, which, you know, it just goes to show you that you can pick off of ESPN's 10-team league flex option, or you can listen to me and my deep pick and still get the same value. Doesn't really matter, but how many points exactly did Foster Moreau have? I don't know. He had two, two, he had two fantasy, points. two points more than both of your guys. That's how I know. <laughs> Listen, what's even more interesting for me is I said Slayton two weeks ago. He goes off this week. I said Moreau last week. Now he's going to go off this week. I hope the listeners are paying attention. I'm like our guy over here. I'm a week ahead. Right, Josh? Right, right. That's all this is going on here. So, 
What? Corey Davis had six targets. I mean, oh, that's not that's not like exciting, but six targets, and he turned that into nine receiving yards on two catches. Like, what the hell, Corey? Sounds like a pretty regular Corey Davis game. <laughs> oh. I love it. You know, I I seriously played a cash lineup this week. Let me tell you who it was. It was it was Deshaun Watson, fantastic, right? Latavius Murray, fantastic. Leonard Fournette, pretty good. Saquon Barkley, great. My wide receivers were Corey Davis and D.D. Westbrook. Guess how many cash games I won? None of them. <laughs> None of them. All I got out of that was Saquon Barkley. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Neil, are we going let him, to let him get away with it? I'm not letting him yet? get away with it. That's all <laughs> I fucking heard. As soon as he said that, I tuned out. I, I didn't hear anything else. That's all I heard. This guy, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. I don't know what this is. He said Saquon Barbley, Bar, 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 Barkley, and I just turned off. He, he's got to be doing it on purpose. It's got to be on purpose. Picks anymore. When you say, he just when thinks you say Sasquatch, Sasquatch, ah, Sasquatch. It's not Sasquatch. <laughs> I can't believe that's what's happening. Sasquatch. There's, there's an extra S in there. It's not even the same thing. Can't believe what's happening. It here. is the most similar word we have. <laughs> Not really. We also have Traquans. Bam. Raquans. We got all kinds of stuff. We don't call them Raquans and Traquans. You are horrible with names, my friend. I'm good at names. I think you're too much of an educator. I think you're just going too yeah. too, too literal here, man. I, I, I might be wrong about Saquon. You're wrong about all of them. Sanu, Saquon. You're just wrong, man. That's it. Oh my! Okay, qu- just quick, play it back for me. Who who did he actually pick? Go I ahead. picked Corey Davis. It was terrible. Adam picked D.D. Westbrook, who got hurt. So like he sh- he gets a pass. And then someone actually picked Foster Moreau. I was the Somebody. right one. <laughs> Mine was right. It just didn't didn't play out. Maybe how I just it. maybe just you you were all wrong. We were. Yeah, we all lost. We all I lost. I think that's where we're going. <laughs> that's 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 how this works sometimes. <laughs> no wonder you guys brought me in. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna drop our new locks of the week. This time without Adam. Maybe we'll get his off the air, and uh, we'll we'll still throw it into the mix here. That's the fair way to do this. But since you are the guest of the week, Josh, I'll let you go first. So that way, if you take my guy, you take my guy, and I'll just have to find somebody else. Um, so go ahead, and you can grace us and bless us with your. Not so obvious flex lock of the week, but in most cases, if you're like Adam and Crocker, they are obvious. No, no, I'm, I'm going to go a little deep here, and I'm going to stick by someone. If you were listening to my podcast last week, I was predicting for for week nine, and I'm going to go with Taylor Gabriel against that atrocious Eagles secondary, especially giving up big plays to the speed guys. But he plays some underneath too. Uh, they've got a good run defense, so I don't think they're going to be able to just bash Montgomery against the wall repeatedly. So uh, Taylor Gabriel for a good game. There you go, Josh Crocker. He put some. He put. He went deep on you here, man. He didn't play this game that Adam plays with you. So let's see who you go with, my friend. Can I just say that, like, I appreciate the Taylor Gabriel because he's like the guy that I keep on several rosters just in case. And I I always feel okay starting Taylor Gabriel because, like, he could, you know. 
he, we know. He, I appreciate what Taylor Gabriel brings. Uh, my lock, what's that? There's a chance. There is. There's <laughs> always a chance with Taylor. So I'm going to go with, with Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. Playing, he'll be playing the Colts in week nine. He, he's been getting respectable volume. He kind of had a lull midseason, but it's been, you know, six targets, eight targets, and then a stinker, seven targets. I, I feel like this is this is actually a, a pretty quality player that the Steelers have, and in a game against the, the Colts, they may need to score some points. I, I think he has potential. Nice. So we have – let me mark these down so we can't forget these – picks that you guys have so we have taylor gabriel so far and we have who did you just say oh deontay johnson. deontay johnson okay we gotta get adam still we'll get his off the air now i got a guy here you guys tell me if this is uh this rolls what you guys got so far because i want to keep it in the same cat area area and i'm gonna go with demarius thomas is that fair that's fair that plays along the lines of you guys. I don't want to. I don't want to go too high or too low. I want to keep it close. So it's Demarius Thomas fair. Do you both confirm? Yeah. Okay. I don't hear the that other Josh. Fun. He's being quiet. Okay. I heard him. I heard him somewhere. All right. Cool. So, yeah. so we got Demarius Thomas, Taylor Gabriel, Deontay Johnson. Now, when I ask Adam, he's gonna be like DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. That's the kind of guy he's going to give us. But these three, legit. We'll see if Adam can play in the same realm with us. So those are our, our not-so-obvious flex locks of the week. Hopefully our listeners play them at their own risk. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we all – I would like a week where we all do good. And, like, you know, it's not just one of us obviously won or, in some cases, none of us obviously win. I would like us all to do pretty damn good at flex lock of the week one week. So hopefully with our guests – we, we, we do it this week. We do it this week. So we'll see how this plays out. Um, now we're going to jump over to foul or no foul to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, I have three foul or no fouls for the week. In case you're a new listener, you're not familiar with foul or no foul, I'm going to throw statements at these guys. They're going to tell me whether they agree with the statement. If they agree with it, they're going to say that there's no foul on the statement. If they disagree with what's being said in the statement, then they're calling foul on that statement. So the first one, the first foul or no foul we have for today is the Broncos are benching Joe Flacco this week as punishment because of his critical statements made about the team and not because he's injured. Foul or no foul. Crocker, you can start. I think it has something to do with his statements about the team. His neck looked awfully good, right? what, What did you say? His neck looked awfully fine when he was tearing the team up, right? Yeah, he, he didn't seem to be too uncomfortable <laughs> out there, and his neck seemed fine when he was in the press conference too. I, I think this is just – this is them letting him know that he stepped out of line and that there's a that, that there's a price with, you know, having a mind and speaking it. So I, I hope he keeps doing it. Good for him. What does Flacco really have to lose at this point? Josh. Again? Again? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright it's so Flacco uh, <laughs> his, his neck I, I don't know I, I'm i gonna say foul because 
I saw the hit, and and it, he was definitely trying to stretch it out after the game, and and the way those things can go, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're not fine in the press conference a- afterwards. But uh, once you get home, it probably starts hurting worse. So I think I need to get a maybe maybe it contributed to the decision, but I think his his neck definitely isn't feeling great. <sighs> A little bit of both, a little bit of punishment, a little bit of actual injury. I think I need to get some kind of dinger or a sound effect every time Josh has a name different yeah. than everybody else. Do you definitely need that? Yeah. He hit us. They're with all the, correct. He hit us with the Flacco this time. I'm curious how much we think it sounds off, and then listeners think it sounds off. I'm curious what the the percentage is because there's got to be other other Crockers out there that are like, "There's nothing wrong with it. It's Flacco. It's, San, it's Sanu. It's." Saquon, like there's gotta be other ones who agree with it. They hear it normal. We hear it like what? I don't know. It's I'm something curious. with the A's though. It's always the yeah. A's. He's doing something weird. I don't know if it's an Oklahoma thing or what. Like Maybe. I said, filling in for Josh for Crocker here is a hard hard one to do. Um, all right, the next one here. HBO has announced that they have officially ordered a Game of Thrones prequel series. So the statement is this series will be more popular than the original. Foul or no foul? foul it won't be more popular it'll be popular but it'll be more of a of a cult following kind of a thing yeah prequels don't usually do so good sequels don't usually do so good josh do you agree no chance i mean how are we going with popular if it's gonna have as many viewers if not more than the early seasons of game of thrones if you say but as far as lasting like excitement it's i i don't believe it can have that Okay, so you think it's not going to hit the the heights of pop culture relevancy that the original had? Okay, so you think more viewers possibly, but less cultural impact? Yeah, people are are going to want to see it, you know, but how many people are going to be there for the end of the season? Yeah, especially when the people feel they dropped the ball on the last one. We'll see. We'll see how it carries over. Um, the last one here is Twitter needs to stop title in the trending topics under their trending category just by a person's name because I always think the person died. Foul or no foul? (laughs) I am with you with this one 100%. It kills me, man. I see it. I'm like, Jimmy Fallon, did he die? Like every time I see a name, I'm like, oh my God, he died. What happened? Every time. I'm like, you got to stop just putting a damn name like that. You got to put something. Give me something besides just the name. Drives me crazy, especially if sometimes you see an older person. You're like, oh, don't tell me to die. Or then you see a young person, you're like, oh, car accident or something. What the hell happened? And you click on it. You're like, oh, what? They just got a new movie coming out. Big, no big deal. Like, put the name of the movie. Don't just put the actor's name or whatever it is. Like, give me something. Give me something. God, Josh, Josh obviously enjoys it. He's like, please be dead. Please be dead. <laughs> I like legit never use that part of Twitter. I like it. I like that feature, Josh. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, that's fine. <laughs> you can like it. I'm just telling you that I never look at it. Josh doesn't. You don't look at it because you'll say all the names wrong. You pronounce them all wrong. You love it. It's probably someone just Rindon? like you. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. Which one? Right? Rindon. Rindon. Strasburg. What are you talking about? I think I'm for two. I don't know what you're talking about. Dave Martinez. <laughs> are you looking Definitely at the list right now? That one. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Reading names under the Twitter. Oh, you're looking at it right now. Okay. Show you how well I can read names. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, 
You don't do them well. Trust me. I could take attendance with the best of them. Take attendance with the best of them. <laughs> oh, you're poor kids. <laughs> I know, right? He must slaughter their names. Like they must hate it. Oh, man. No, no, I I get them. Let me tell you, I say them right. I don't believe you. Not at all. No AA rounds in my class. <laughs> this guy has got to kill that class every day. They're like, not again. <laughs> Do they call you Mr. Josh or Mr. Crocker? They like we we wear name tags, you know what I mean? They, and so it says Josh Crocker on it. And sometimes a kid thinks they're cute and they call me Josh, <laughs> and it it does not fly. Wearing name tags, I don't remember the teachers wearing name tags. It's like a security thing, hmm. like a badge. Yeah, got like your face on it and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay, I thought you meant just like hi, my name is kind of thing no <laughs> no sticker with sharpie <laughs> see class is almost like the whole school year is almost over and you're still wearing it hi my name is it's like all right don't think we need this anymore i got the, the whole semester with this one <laughs> all right so that is it for foul or no foul um we close out the show with show and tell i actually don't have a show and tell today so i kind of feel bad about it do either one of you have show and tells today Anything you want to show about, tell about, complain about, anything at all? We we got a new cat. It's been fun. A new cat? Our, our old cat was very, um, I don't know, reserved. And this cat actually like plays with our son, which is nice. Somebody's got to do that. What happened to the old cat? Died? She's still, we still got her. Oh, okay. Because you made it sound yeah. like past tense. We're just going a step further into crazy cat people. We have we have two now. I'm afraid to ask, but what did you name this cat? My wife named both of them. One, the new one is Shiloh. Shiloh, okay. So you can say that name right. That's good. Sakwan. We named the cat Sakwan. <laughs> I, it- I'll admit that's wrong. It's Saquon. I, I that one was wrong. Okay. Did you mean to say it though, or we're just correcting you and you're admitting it? I it just. It just flew out, but I, Flacco, Flacco, I think that one could go either way. <laughs> you know, I have two dogs. Speaking of names of our pets, and I've named. Tell me if you guys think this is corny. I named one of my dogs Magic, for my Orlando Magic. I named my other dog since she's a female. I couldn't name her Raider, so I named her Raida. <laughs> <laughs> Creative or corny? Uh, you just you just do you, Neil, man. It's all right. <laughs> I figure if I throw the ah on it, that's a girl. So radar. Yeah, that's how that works. I agree. So I got radar. radar. You, have two? you have two of them. You should name one like black and the other one white. <laughs> no, I got magic and black radar. And white. <laughs> Rat, magic, radar. Bam. You got dogs, Josh? Cats? No, I hate dogs. Uh, Either one of you? Oh, sorry. You weren't talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Josh. Crocker. You're Crocker, right, not Josh. Yeah, the, the, you finally get me on this podcast, and and I have to share it with with another Josh. Man, it's terrible. It's better than sharing no, it with I, an. I, I do like dogs. Listen, over cats. I'm not a cat person. It's, but, uh, right now we don't have one. Okay, it's better than sharing this show with a guy named Adam. I'll just let you know that. I this happened this way for on a reason, man. You didn't want to share it with Adam. Trust me. We'd have another hour to go if you shared it with Adam. All right. Do you have any uh, anything to show and tell? 
guess, Josh? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll share one one quick thing, which is um, probably the one thing going on right now in my life that is hampering my fantasy football analysis the most, which is um, my son started playing Minecraft. And so I started playing with him, and that was probably a really bad decision. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know who out there. You, you, maybe you played it, you know, years back or whatever. Maybe you're just getting into it now. But it it does kind of get old. You know, it's just kind of almost too easy. But there is this mod that's new out. It's a collection of mods. It's mod pack card called rl craft as in real life craft and this is basically this is basically minecraft from hell um <laughs> you're constantly afraid of dying everything wants to kill you it is uh, i have died more playing this than i have uh since playing like old nintendo rpg games in fact it reminds me a lot of playing like dragon warrior where you're just scratching and, and scraping for every tiny bit of advancement you can get so it's as as terrible as it sounds, it's actually pretty fun. So if you played Minecraft in the past and got tired of it because it was a kiddie game or whatever, you could check this out. And uh, it, it's definitely filling the hole of more of a grown up feel for the game that the uh, vanilla doesn't have. I felt like you were describing my life for a second. You're like, you constantly think you're going to die. I'm like, damn. Yeah, great. seriously, you're just <laughs> you spawn in, and it's it's like a combination of 120 individual other modifications, little little things here that are all brought together by this one guy to to work together. And seriously, you spawn in, you don't even know where. Sometimes you spawn in under underwater and you drown uh, when you just start in the game. You know, uh, you spawn in, and there's some creature over there, and you have no clue whether this is friendly or not. Um, spoilers: it's probably not. He probably wants to kill you, so <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, my kids have the game on Xbox and on on their on their tablets and stuff, but I never see them like really playing the game. They're always just like building stuff. So I don't know. Well, I mean that is the basic game, and, and don't let your little kids play RL Craft. They will have nightmares. <laughs> it's funny that you gave a nod to Dragon Warrior too, man. That's my favorite game ever, ever. ever. Yeah, I died so many times. I actually I, I bought a Nintendo how many years ago I don't know how many years ago it was off of eBay and then I started buying games and I was trying to get all the Dragon Warriors and I finally got most of them I'm thinking I'm missing one or two still but they were getting expensive boy Dragon Warrior was not cheap not cheap I still got my old Nintendo and I have a uh, Dragon Warrior two this is the one I had yeah I think four was my favorite I think I accidentally bought two of them on eBay so I paid double the price because of that I won two I won two things at the same time instead of one that's how it worked how it works sometimes fellas all right so that's it for the show today i think we i think we knocked off this pretty well i think we gave a lot of good advice some good entertainment some mispronounced names we did a little bit of everything we did we did we did the important stuff we got everything out of the way so i do want to let josh the guest josh slow your roll crocker i want to let josh give away his twitter handle again the website the podcast all that good stuff so people know where to find you and interact with you and support you and all that good stuff and get stuff a week ahead of time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, the website, it's not really a kept up to date. There's nothing much to do except for podcasts on there, but that's where you can find um, links to 
wherever your host is, wherever you get your podcasts. But you can just search in that platform for Fusion Fantasy Football. And then as far as Twitter goes, it's at Fusion FFB. And my personal one is at generally underscore aware. Never know what you're going to get there. He'll argue with you there. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Always. Josh, where can they find you? What latest work do you have out for them to consume? All that good stuff. Crocker, that is. Uh, so on Twitter, it's J at JC Crocker. And then I'm still writing the weekly waiver article for Player Profiler. What? Do you have a new article out, though, or is it not out yet? It, it Today. Oh, it came yeah. out. Okay. Today. Give us, give, us a, give us a clue, man. What's something that's on there? Johnny Smith's on the cover. Oh, of course he Johnny is. Smith. Now we're definitely not going to read it. That's <laughs> a horrible article. Horrible. Someone needs to talk to Matt about this. It's ridiculous. I'm kind of hoping and waiting for Brian Hill, too. You're hoping and waiting for a whole lot of stuff. It ain't happening. But you did say you got DeAndre Washington on there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's I, worth reading. I think reading. he's the Josh Jacobs backup. I think he's kind of surpassed Jalen Richard. I think he has, too. I think it's just what they're trying to do more of. I think you're Dude, right. Can I tell you that I I've been, I looked at some of Josh Jacobs' numbers, and it, it's looking bad for the anti-Josh Jacobs team. I'm glad that you said it. Are you? Is this an apology, Josh? I'm not ready to apologize yet, but... <laughs> you need to apologize. Uh, Josh Jacobs might be good at football. But what does this teach you? What do you learn from that, Crocker? What do I learn? What, what, what does that dispel for you? Like all, all the reasoning. No, listen, listen. All the reasoning that you were against Jacobs for. If he's actually good, then what do you learn? I learned that you're never 100% right or you're never 100% sure about a player. But but there are low probability profiles and Jacobs is still one of those. All right. You don't want to give in. I learned that yards created matters that's a good that's a good point that's fair what's important is that we end out this show knowing that josh jacobs is a good running back (laughs) and that's how we're going to end this thing because josh jacobs is a very good running back there is an oklahoma state player you guys might have heard of him before he's the running back do you know his name no his name is c-h-u-b-a okay chuba H-U-B-B-A-R-D, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> Why? Because it should be Chuba Hubbard. Oh, my. You would definitely sound like a Chuba, though. You sound like the guy that would say Chuba. What the fuck is Chuba? You haven't said anything right lately. So I think Chuba is how you would say it if we were on a podcast talking about Chuba. And we would all would say Chuba. It, it should be Chuba. What, Chuba Hubbard. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Just like Josh Jacobs. All right, guys, that's it. We're out. As always, thank you again to Josh for coming on the show. Thank you to Crocker for showing up. We hope Adam has a safe trip. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging.
If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in-network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.